0: Hello and welcome back to the Forgotten Origins of Fairy Tales, the podcast where I look into the truth behind our best-loved children's stories. So before we get started, I did a poll on my Instagram page this week asking you guys if you wanted the podcasts to be longer or if you wanted them to stay the same. Now the result wasn't as clear-cut as I was expecting 60% of you wanted them to be longer, and 40% of you wanted them to stay the same. So as a compromise, I've decided to have three podcasts a month stay around the 10 minute mark. And then the last episode of every month will be a longer bonus episode. So let me know if you think this is a good idea. Now, let's get on with the podcast. This week, we're flying into Neverland to find the tragedy behind the magic that is Peter Pan. So, let's dive in. Scottish novelist J.M. Barrie first introduced us to his title character in his 1902 adult novel, The Little Bird. But Peter Pan only appeared in chapters 13 to 18, entitled Peter Pan in Kensington Gardens. In this short section, seven-week-old Peter is picked up by fairies and birds and flown away from his nursery in Kensington Gardens. But the chapters got so popular that they were published as their own short story in 1906. And the chapters were again picked up by Barry in his stage play, Peter Pan, The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up which premiered at the Duke of York's Theatre in London. But the story we know and love today wasn't published until 1911 and was originally called Peter and Wendy. So where did Barry get his inspiration for Peter? Well, literary professors have guessed that he got the surname Pan for, for his title character, from Greek mythology. The god Pan dressed in cobwebs and played the flute or pipes and often took on the form of a young mischievous boy, ticking all the boxes so far. But the second inspiration for the character is a lot sadder. Many believe Barry based him off of his older brother David, who died in an ice skating accident the day before his 14th birthday. And his mother always referred to him as her forever boy, because he would be forever a child in their memories and never got the chance to grow up. And this is, of course, the main theme of the entire story. Now, many of us remember the story by the Disney version in which the children have a wonderful adventure with Peter in Neverland fighting pirates, playing with mermaids and then returning safely home to their frantically worried parents. Well, actually, this isn't quite what Barry had written. Peter Pan was actually meant to represent the Grim Reaper who took children to heaven, where they could never grow up but would live in a world of excitement and adventure forever. And in the case of Wendy, Michael and John, the three of them died of pneumonia because their window was left open. Yep, it's that dark. But this makes complete sense when you think about his brother David as being the inspiration for the title hero. But to understand the story a little bit better, we need to take a further look at the life of J.M. Barrie. There are some who believe that there was a far more sinister side to him, one that was a little bit predatory. It was said that he used the character of Peter Pan as a way of getting close to George Llewellyn Davies, a five-year-old boy he met in Kensington Gardens when he was 37 and he later befriended george's brothers john michael nicholas and peter the last of whom likely gave him the first name for his lead character and played with them almost daily under the watch of their nurse Now biographers biographers have been arguing for years as to whether they think there was anything sexual about his fascination with the children, but the truth is no one knows for sure and there's certainly no concrete evidence to suggest any kind of malevolence on Barry's part. In fact, Nicholas, one of the brothers, later described him as a man of remarkable innocence. And after the death of the children's mother in 1910, the children lived with Barry, known to them as Uncle Jim, until they were old enough to leave home. And it's said that they fulfilled Barry's needs for childish companionship. Barry made a fortune off the back of this story, but money couldn't change the unfortunate fate that fell upon his now unusual family. George died at the age of 21 in 1915, fighting in World War I. Michael passed away just shy of his 21st birthday when he drowned in 1921. And John died of lung disease in 1960 at the age of 63. In fact, it was only Nicholas who died of natural causes at the age of 77. Barry himself died in 1937 of pneumonia, pneumonia. Weird coincidence when you think about his story. And he had come to hate his creation, as he believed it foreshadowed the deaths of George and Michael. And he wrote, like David, they were desperate to grow up, but could not. Pretty bleak stuff, guys. Now looking back at the story then. Personally, I loved this book growing up. I never saw anything dark about it at all. Apart from, obviously, the mean character of Captain Hook. But there are those who have chosen to see Peter Pan as the villain. And examining it now, especially as he was meant to be the Grim Reaper, I can see why. He's not always pleasant to the Lost Boys. In fact, when they are, quote, too thin to herd, or, quote, growing old, he kills them. They kept that out of that out of the Disney film, didn't they? He also frequently bends and disfigures their bodies so they can fit into trees and cramped places. And he gives them imaginary meals because he can no longer tell the difference between real life and pretend, meaning that the Lost Boys often went hungry and Peter refused to listen to them when they said that they hadn't been fed. In fact, writer and producer Christina Henry goes so far as to describe Peter as a cult leader, and it's not hard to see why that's all for this week's podcast. I hope you found it interesting. But I do appreciate that we've barely scratched the surface with this particular tale. I've had to condense it down quite a lot. So if you would like to know more about Peter Pan and J.M. Barry, then just drop me a little message on Instagram and I'll see if I can turn it into one of the bonus episodes. Well, next week, we are looking at a tale that I found really scary as a child. And having watched the film back recently, still pretty horrendous. And that is, of course, Pinocchio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please recommend it to family and friends. And don't forget to follow my Instagram at Forgotten Origins Podcast.